Hello, gorgeous, amazing people, and welcome back to Going Inward with Brandy Vezina. This episode, I want to talk about feral cats. So, as a singer, as a songwriter, as a motivational speaker, I have a platform. I do. Social media is my platform. This is where you come in, you get to know me a little bit better. If you watch my stories on a regular basis on Instagram, this is where you actually get to see a lot more of the authentic pieces and parts of me. And you know what? It's a blessing to be able to have a platform to be able to advocate for animals and people, the earth, all the things that I, you know, see as valuable. I'm in a position to be able to do good and do good to thousands of people on a regular basis, which is incredible. So today I want to talk about feral cats. Listen, I never meant to become a cat lady, let alone like a cat lady 2.0. I never set out. It's just part of my calling, I guess. You know, I think everything is put on our path for a reason. And this is one of the things I was meant to learn about experience and authentically love and care about and I'm telling you break my heart on a consistent regular basis but I mean I'm strong enough to be able to do this good work and it is a blessing to be able to do it so what is a feral cat what is a feral cat what is a stray cat what is the difference so strays have been you know domesticated in some sort of way they're comfortable enough with people that they're more socialized. Whereas ferals, you know, every generation of cat that doesn't interact with humans gets more and more feral and more and more wild. So the problem is when people don't spay and neuter their pets. You know, most people think, yeah, my cat's in an apartment or it's an inside cat and it's not going to go out. But on the, f- you know, the chance that the your cat does happen to go out and it's a male cat, it can get other cats pregnant. And if it's a female cat, she can have babies. And if they come in inside and they're given away to people who don't do their due, due diligence, maybe aren't in a financial position, have the know-how or the, even the desire to get their animals spayed and neutered, this is where the problem continues. You know, spaying and neutering is important it's most important it has to be done in order to help countless cats live less of an an awful life every single feral cat that lives on the streets or in the country wherever they live it's a hard life if they're not immunized you know there's all sorts of predators humans included birds of prey coyotes dogs all sorts of different things that are you know predation there are humans that are cruel and mean and harmful and you know whether they poison or they do horrific things to cats they are constantly threatened by vehicles like i mentioned poisoning there are so many ways that feral cats can potentially become maimed they fight amongst themselves especially when they're you know they're not fixed and they're territorial by nature and disease it's a hard life and most feral cats don't live beyond the age of five and you when you see them they're like they're like 
street fighting men like war torn and rough and missing teeth and it's not a good life so you know if you know somebody who has a cat and doesn't have the desire to keep the cat and people put their cats outside they drop them off they leave them on the sides of roads they do all sorts of terribly selfish horrific things even people that you think are like good people but they just they don't treat animals well so you know are they really a good person in my opinion they're not what you do to the most vulnerable you know living beings in our society is who you are as a person so my big thing is feral cats essentially they are you know so ignored not cared for thought of as nuisances and maybe not even thought about, you know, they're an afterthought. If you see a cat when it's minus 50 and it's freezing and it's missing the tips of its ears. We are socially responsible to take care of all living beings in our society. You know, how we care for animals shows where we are as a collective. Two of my, you know, this is a big, these are big statements to make. But I gauge the health of our society by how children and animals are treated. Considering animal abuse and sexual abuse are so prevalent still today, we have a long way to go in a very short amount of time. What does that mean? Well, we can't just leave everything to rescues. Rescues are to are volunteers. They're people who are volunteering. They're usually the people who run the rescues or majorly in debt because they're constantly putting out money for animals because they have good hearts and it's hard for them to see one to any animal suffer and volunteers people who experience a lot of you know caretaking burnout you can't just leave it to rescues it's all of our responsibility if you see something is suffering help that is my message for this truly to my heart um, episode, you know, last night, one of the cats in my colony, she died in my arms. I sang her an honor song as she passed away in my arms and I cried. And the vet was so kind. She hugged me and said, thank you, Brandy, for all that you're doing for feral cats. You know, I, I was con- I was texting my cousin today and he said, you know, Brandy, like, really? I'm sure vets don't see that level of compassion often for st- a stray feral cat. But to me, she wasn't. She was part of my colony. I loved her. I seen her from the time she was born. I got her fixed. I got her first immunization, but that's not enough. And now I know that. So in the future... You know, I need to get in contact and have good relations with a vet team that it's affordable and we can work together long term to, for a second time, trap my cats and get them immunized because, you know, what, immunizations only usually last a year and rabies is a real thing. You know, feline leukemia, there's all sorts of things that cats, especially street cats, are privy and vulnerable to. So I I learned that. Now, if you want to help a cat in your neighborhood that you see, considering here in Manitoba, it's getting cold, like 
brutally, brutally cold soon. It will be. First things first, you can't trap in the um, in the winter months. It's illegal, first of all, in um, Winnipeg. But as soon as you can, as soon as May trapping season opens, please get that cat that's hanging around your place fixed, especially if it's a female, like automatically you're going to have a population boom very quickly. So, you know, you can contact me, you can ask me, I can help you with fundraising ideas if you're not in a financial position, but also the Winnipeg Humane Society in Winnipeg, there is a spay and neuter clinic um, for people who need help because we can't, everybody can't afford to pay, you know, $200 for a spay and neuter. Um, It's very much affordable based on income and needs. So you can always reach out to them. If you want to make a stray cat, feral cat's life more comfortable this winter season, build them a shelter. I strongly suggest a shelter with a heat lamp, not one that'll burn them. It has to be high enough that doesn't harm them. But a chicken, you know, like a light that's in a chicken coop, those help big time. Big time, major source of heat. Um, You want to use straw not hay, you want to use straw around shelters, um, insulate, 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 whether it's, um, foam or, um, fiberglass, insulate a shelter for them. Grab yourself a heated water bowl because stray cats, feral cats have the hardest time getting water in general, but having a clean source, wash the bowl regularly, a clean source of water from a heated water bowl, um, Mine typically in my colony, the blueberry colony, they used they often would sit. As soon as the water would evaporate, they'd sit in the bowl, which was smart because it would warm them up. Um, feed them daily, um, but feed them in bowls because if you feed them on the ground, it can actually crack their teeth. It can do damage to their teeth. Feed them on a regular basis daily. Give them daily water and buy litter. Um, during the winter, the Glade one, it's rather expensive, but that one doesn't freeze and it's the only one I've found in the middle of winter in Manitoba that works best. It's like very light and for some reason um, it's easy. It's the one I can only use when it's freezing cold. That is a beautiful, amazing place to start. Food, water, and warm, safe shelter. Then from there, making sure that you get the ferals fixed. And you know what? If there's babies in your colony and say they're abandoned, you know, I had three who were left at four weeks old for whatever reason. It was early April, right before I was flying to Churchill. Took them in, had to bottle feed them every four hours for a few weeks there. I didn't even know what day it was. I felt like I was delirious and raised these babies and they ended up going to a loving home three of them together. Um, I have three of the ferals at the end of trapping season in my home because I couldn't stand to see them be put back out when they were little sick babies with upper respiratory infections. Now, pooing does become a bit of a problem if they, cats are territorial and they will tend to use the washroom around your house. Um, they don't necessarily, once you get them fixed, they don't pee. It's just their poo. So if you can get lattice fences to block off areas that you don't dig, there is this orange spray that I found on Amazon that's very good. Um, please wear gloves when you use it because it's quite toxic. It's made in North America, but that deters them. 
Cats don't like the smell of oranges, so putting oranges in your flower beds. And also running mats. It doesn't hurt their feet. They got these little like plastic spikes that'll keep them out of the places that you don't want them. So that'll help you, you know, if you're taking care of them and you want to help them, but you don't want them completely messing up your yard and pooing everywhere. Um, those do help. But having a litter box uh, does also help. Um, we, I'm blessed that they're in a shed, so it's a large enough space that they can get in there. And yeah, um, I say during the winter months, also buying bags of kitten food every once in a while, if you have adults, is good because it's, you know, it's freezing and it takes a lot for their little bodies to stay warm. So buying some kitten food once in a while won't harm them and it's higher in uh caloric density so I think it works a little bit better once in a while and that's feral cats they will never be a lap cat but you know some of them they will you will be able to pet them but they do appreciate you know that you care about them but they for their own sake you don't want them to get too comfortable unless you're going to bring them in the house because not everybody has a good heart and it's good that they're intuitive enough to run and get out of areas fast for their own safety because like I said not everybody is pure of heart in our society yet I have a shirt that's going to be designed soon by El Rey um it's going to be really cute I'm going to get him to make me a design that says feral cats matter too and um I want their eyes to be kind of scared and sad because they are scared and sad they're they've been hurt they've been let down and humans are you know they're not safe to them Yet, although if you get the kittens in the house um, and you get them in the house at a young age before eight weeks, honestly, they really, they, they can be happy, purring little motors that love you with their whole hearts. I've seen it. I've raised them. I've raised little ones from four weeks and up. Whereas my ones who came in after eight weeks, I mean, they come near me. <laughs> they look at me. But I mean, I've had Clover and Poppy for over two years and Clover actually came and laid with me the other day, which was on her terms, but she did choose that. So that's huge. That's huge, beautiful progress. Just being patient and kind and generous is the most beautiful thing you can be in this world. I think the most sexy people are kind, they're generous, and they're altruistic. Um, That to me is attractive. I don't give about materialism and over-sexualization. That's everybody and anybody. That's the whole damn world. You know, looking at what a person owns and, you know, what what size is their waist or how much do they weigh, like whatever, whatever conditioned in a colonial patriarchy, I could care less. What you give and how you help other living beings live a good life is what matters most to me. Patame... Uh, Mizuin, Minopate Mizuin, a good life, right? Or um, Kajeo Tizuin, just kidding. Kajeo Tizuin means a living being of kindness, and that is most beautiful in this entire world. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. If you have any questions about feral cats, hit me up, send me a message. I can help you. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about trapping. I don't want to give any people the wrong ideas. But it is important and getting cats fixed within 
once they're two pounds, um, two kgs rather, once they're beyond two kgs and they're older than eight weeks, you can have them fixed. And at four months, uh, cats can start having babies, females. So you want to do that sooner than later. Thank you so much for your love. Thank you for your donations this week. Um, my uncle Bud put the roof on the shed donated by Transcona Roofing and Star Building donated insulation. I got half of it done. I'll finish the other half on Sunday. And I thank you, thank you, thank you for being kind. And if you share this um, in your socials, it'll spread the message for feral cats. And let's help them live a healthier, more compassionate life. And each one of us, don't wait for rescues to do it. We all can be kind, beautiful, amazing humans who do good in this world. So take care and thank you so much for listening.